Welcome to the Focal Point Business Coaching Minnesota podcast. Today, we are going to interview Spencer McLaughlin with CMG Mortgage and learn more about the mortgage business with a focus on the trends in their industry, the key factors for their success, what makes them unique, and their expectations or goals for the future. We will close with some more specific ways you can engage with their business in this interview coaching conversation. Please welcome Spencer to the podcast. Hi, John. Hey, Spencer. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. I'll tell you what, Spencer, to get us started, why don't you give us just a little overview and some background on CMG Mortgage? Okay, okay. CMG Mortgage is a a private lender. Um, We're not publicly traded, and uh, we have over, we're across the nation, and uh, the reason I like being there is because uh, being, being privately owned is that we look for the interest of the buyer, the borrower first. Um, it's not like we're owned by a hedge fund um, where it's de- uh, decisions are made based on profit and loss. Uh, don't get me wrong, we do want to be profitable because we do want to be in business, but uh, we also uh, make sure that our, our uh, referral partners, our realtors, and our borrowers, our interest is first. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Good. So, Spencer, uh, please tell us a little bit about the products or services that mm-hmm. CMG provides its mm-hmm. clients. Yeah, no, definitely. We have, uh, we have the 30-year, 15-year, 20-year uh, products. We have VA, uh, FHA, conventional products. We have rural development. Um, we have um, other proprietary programs, uh, too, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, the difference between lenders on conventional and FHA is it comes down to the guidelines that they use to overwrite those. So for example, the guidelines that we use are straight from the federal government. We have very minimum overlays. In fact, I've never bumped into an overlay that we might, uh, CMG might have on it, but other lenders have other overlays um, which hinder the loan process, which hinders handing out the money and uh, causes causes, uh, the borrower to go grab a lot more documentation. So ours is uh, pretty simple and um, as far as other products we have, again, being a privately owned company, our owner, <clears throat> putting the realtor and the borrower uh, interest first, he came up with a couple of programs, got them approved by the, by the government. Uh, one is a what we call a home-funded program where we can gift up to um, $1,500. And uh, it's, it's basically like a crowdfunding program. Uh, we have it all set up. It's all turnkey. Uh, we can marry that up with some other grants that we're giving out, so possibly give out up to $4,000. Another program we and, have... And Spencer, yeah. when you say you, you said you could gift up to $1,500 mm-hmm. and then give out $4,000, tell me totally. a little bit more about yeah. how that works. Well, there's a couple different programs that we could marry together. The Home Fund funded, we can, we can um, I should say, grant up to $1,500. Uh, the gift part is uh, uh, we're donors come in and say let's say you let's say you're getting married mm-hmm. and you get 50 bucks here 20 50 100 bucks here and there from you know a handful of folks uh you know uh, at the wedding uh, you can just have them instead of giving you a check put it into our home funded program and we'll match those funds up to x amount of dollars oh that's a great idea yeah yeah, yeah. so what's nice about that is that we don't require documentation if it's under 7500 dollars um it's just uh you know, it's all taken care of behind the scenes through the through the home funded program. So, and then as far as marrying it up with another um, twenty five hundred dollars, we have access to another program that can uh, that's a grant up to twenty five hundred bucks. 
of course, folks have to fit into buckets and so forth, you know, the parameters to meet those, but um, those programs are out there. Those are some nice programs, and especially if somebody's just getting married, you know, what a great right. way to set aside right. for their future or their future home. Right, instead of buying the panini machine, getting the gift as a panini machine, why not uh, ask for a gift to help buy a house? You'll probably get a little more use out of the house than the panini <laughs> yes. machine, I would think. Yes. Now, when you're looking for your house, you can figure out if there's enough counter space for that future panini machine. So, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's good. Right. So um, this morning I received your newsletter. So okay. you, you put you. out a newsletter, and I yes. got that, and I saw that one of the indicators was a little red. Okay. Uh, so <clears throat> talking about a little bit more about the industry, looking forward, are there any trends, positive or concerning, that our listeners should be thinking about responding to at this time? Um, as far as the trends, um, the inventory from what I've read, uh, been reading, is that it's going to be tight again, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, tight inventory um, for sellers is good. Folks got to remember that if it's tight inventory, it, they think that it's going to be a seller's market. And it's, or if it's a loose inventory, it's going to be a buyer's market. Well, we do have to watch out for that. But, but what happens is that folks only have so much money to spend. The rates, because they're still low, that gives folks a little bit more money to spend. If the rates were start creeping up, then that digs into their purchasing power. So, so you know, we just have to watch it. Um, I, I, even though inventory is low, I don't see any issue with it. Um, when I write a pre-approval letter, I make sure I review all the documentation. Um, that way, when the folks go out with the realtor, the buyer, buyer goes out with the realtor, uh, the realtor can tell them that, hey, you know, all the documentation has been looked at and um, that they're strong. And if they really, if the buyer really wants, I could put it into my underwriting team and do a, what we call a TPD address. An underwriter's gonna look at it and go, yeah, everything looks good. So that's just one step further, just a tighter pre-approval, where when the realtor presents the offer, he would tell the seller and the listing agent that the buyers are pre-approved, the underwriter looked at it, all we need is an executed contract, we need title work and homeowners insurance, and a, of course, an appraisal. So um, there's, there's some ways around that. So it's always good to know what's happening in the market, but uh, the reason you, you wanna know that is how to adjust your business and help out your, your buyers. So, yeah. so in a seller's market, you'd recommend people have this pre-approval letter yes. ready to go if yeah. they're trying to buy a home. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yep. That's good, it yep. sounds like that gives them a nice little advantage. Mm-hmm. So focusing in on who CMG serves, who is the ideal or typical client that your business works with? Right, right. Uh, ideal client, um, of course, folks think of buyers, you know, somebody who's looking for a house right now. Um, it can be a buyer who's looking now. It can be a buyer who's looking years down the road. I, I have a buyer that I've been working with for five years because mm-hmm. he's comfortable where he lives. He lives with his brother, and uh, when he finds a nice house, he'll he'll find it. So, And then there's other folks that need to be out right now. You know, their, their lease is coming up, what have you. <clears throat> so buyers typically is, is one that everybody thinks of that a loan officer would like to see. Um, let me back up a little bit. The folks that I serve are folks that are looking to buy their, their principal residence, second, uh, second home, and of course their investment property. And we can help purchase with uh, the purchase of those or also the refinance. So if they want to take a look at better terms, whether it's interest rates, get rid of mortgage insurance or take out cash, um, we can help with that. So, so buyers, um, we help out with also another good referral is realtors. Um, a lot of folks don't realize that I always say my realtors are my number one customer because I need to take care of those folks. You know, they give me 
they give me a referral of buyer, that is somebody who they've worked with to capture, whether they've at, uh, you know, actually spent money on marketing or just in their, their past uh, database. They spend time and money to capture that person. And uh, so the realtors are one of my number one customers. Um, of course, buyers are um, insurance companies, financial advisors are a great referral source too, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So there's a lot of people in the mortgage business, mm -hmm. a lot of different companies, some fairly, really large organizations. How do you, CMG, distinguish yourselves relative to the other companies in the mortgage business? Right. And what makes people choose your company? Right, right. Great question. Um, there's, just like anything in life, there's a variety, you know, that's that's uh, what we get. And, and the personality, you can choose whoever you want to use. But what I like to, to do is um, I like to ask a lot of questions. Uh, get to know the goals, the home buying goals of the buyer and understand what they're thinking about because it's a lot more than just um, quoting a rate and saying, there you go. Uh, in other words, there's a trans transactional relationship with a buyer or a relationship. I like to think that, uh, uh, that I'm doing a relationship transaction. Um, as I tell my folks, uh, buyers, when, when we're sitting at the desk and, and reviewing their file, um, I'm kind of like the doctor. You go in and see a doctor, you say that you have an itchy throat. Well, the doctor's just not just going to so, uh, prescribe penicillin, but they're also going to ask additional questions in case they're, you know, to understand the, uh, the situation fully. And so that's what I do. And I just tell them that some of the questions I, I ask might seem elementary, but if you dig really deep into it, it's it's the big picture. There's a lot of information behind me that I'm, I'm making sure that you're in the right program. So that's one thing that makes, makes me different. Um, with CMG, um, thing that helps out with the process is that what I call my back room, my processing, my underwriting department, the funding department, underwriting manager, my direct manager, all those folks understand that the realtor is our customer. It's So when, when I'm talking to my processor, it's not like, hey, this is my realtor, this is my our realtor, this is our buyer. And that really solidifies it. Um, I always reach out to them. Uh, thank yous, uh, send them gift cards just because they're, you know, they're, they're appreciated. And so making that little bit of a difference um, helps out too with, with the file, getting the file done. Um, not that they're going to do anything that they shouldn't be doing, but you know, you just, we're, we're a team and we're mm -hmm. helping somebody uh, get into a house. So those are the, those are the big differences. But then again, we have the programs that other folks uh, don't have on a couple of them. One I didn't mention is what we call an all-in-one. It's an offset program that um, combines a 30-year home equity line with a personal checking. Uh, it's basically, uh, use your deposit it in idle cash automatically to, to lower the principal and save uh, the borrower tens of thousands of dollars. For example, a $300,000 mortgage, um, you could, when I, when I ran the numbers for a few different folks, they could save about 10 to 13 years, um, actually pay it off in about 10 to 13 years, which saves thousands of dollars of interest versus wow. a traditional 30-year mortgage. So so that's why we ask a question, because maybe they fit into that bucket, and then we talk about if that's right for them. So so what I heard you say was you really spend some time with your clients, mm -hmm. understanding what they're looking for, also understanding what types of things that they may be open to, and then you customize a portfolio for them, essentially. Correct, correct. And then understanding 
their goals, understanding their situation also helps um, with them being part of the solution for the mortgage, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they want to fit into. Because some folks, they might not be ready to buy. So instead of seeing you're approved or de- uh, denied, I like to say you're approved or delayed. And then we put them on a roadmap, have some tools to help them put them on a roadmap to fix credit or do whatever they have to do to get in the position to buy a house. So Yeah, you mentioned several different ways that CMG distinguishes themselves from their competition. Mm-hmm. But what truly makes you unique? Um, it sounds kind of, what did you say, cliche? Yeah, but just, just care. Um, because I've sit in the bullpen before with uh, other lenders, um, loan officers, and uh, I've heard some of the, the one-liners, and I've heard some of the, when folks hang up, the way they talk afterwards. Um, prior to doing, let, let me give you an example of how, how I care. Prior to, to being a, a loan officer, I was a realtor. And as the market started turning, I started driving 100, 150 miles a day with uh, knocking on doors of folks that were in foreclosure. And I would tell them, you know, based on state statute, you have equity in the property instead of letting it go back to the bank. Well, when I got out of the, the, the real estate, I looked at possibly the nine to five and had some offers, but I could not stand sitting behind a desk. Um, I, I had an offer from a different lender, so I went to work there. And the reason I went to work there is because you're actually helping people out. There's nothing like at closing when you have a six foot five, 300 pound guy give you a hug. <laughs> and of course, you hope he doesn't squish you, but um, <laughs> I mean, it just sends goosebumps up here. That, that yeah. and, and part of it is that his comment was, I never thought I'd have a house. I thought my, I would raise my kids in an apartment building. Uh. And so it's just, it's just really cool to be that close to help folks. Um, I teach home buyer courses for, for free for the county. Um, and it's it's so cool to do that because you hear about all the positive that's going on. Folks do set their budget. They want to get a house, and they ask some very positive questions. And um, it's really cool, it, even if they don't use me, to to get into a home because I remember my first home. So it's it's really a, it's to what sets me different. I like to um, I, I really enjoy helping people out. So. Yeah, I remember when we were saving for our first home. Yeah. Uh, Boats, my wife and I, we said we'd live off of one income, Mm -hmm. and the other income was going into savings Mm -hmm. to go towards that house. And it took us a couple years to get to that point where we felt comfortable buying that first home. Right, right. But it worked. It was, you know, you had a plan and you worked it. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's why we have that home funded program is because of the, the, the student loans that folks have and so forth. And what's nice about those programs, it's not to put people into a house that they can't, you know, that they're still tight and they can't afford. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be sustainable housing. they got to be able to, to afford it after they get in. But, yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's uh, And that's another part, John, is that folks take that approach now. Compared to 10, 15 years ago, folks were like, okay, I make 80 grand flipping burgers at McDonald's. Let's just do whatever it takes and say, say to get into a house. Now today, folks are, um, okay, I don't want to include their income, and how do we do? You know, and that's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That's great. So we're coming towards the end of the year here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the goals you have for the coming year, and do you have one significant goal you would like to share? Uh, yeah, no, it is that time of year, isn't it, where we set up our goals <laughs> and we, we look over our shoulder, where, are we, where have we been, where, what are we going to do, what will we do different, um, and... Uh, 
what I'd like to do different, I already give back to my realtor partners, um, but I, I want to increase that giving, giving back to them uh, because, again, the market's changing with all these other um, online mortgages and online purchasing a house. I really believe that uh, the lenders and the, the realtors really need to stick together a lot more because of some of those outside forces that are probably here to, you know, here to stay, but we're more relationships. So my goal is to increase my referral business back to my referral partners by 25%. So, and I believe I can do that. So, and again, what makes CMG different is that I'm calling other loan officers across the country that are top producers and they actually carve out time to help to say, here's what I'm doing and here's how I'm doing it. So that's, that's how we're gonna achieve that goal. So trying to, so you mentioned giving back to the realtors, but right. that's giving back through referrals mm -hmm. that help them with their business. Correct. Yep. Cool. Yep. That's a great, yeah. sounds like a giver's gain philosophy. Giver's gain. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so is there anything in particular that sets the pace at which you would be able to achieve those goals? Anything that I would set my pace. No, so is there anything in particular that sets the pace at which you're able to achieve those goals? Um, really, it's become more purposely focused mm -hmm. on that. And uh, there's always somewhere, if you can get 1% better every day, you know, you're, you're going to overall be able to achieve those goals. So um, it's kind of weird if you crunch the numbers. I don't have the analogy in front of me, but if you get 1% better, that's cool. But if you drop by a certain amount, you're really decreasing by like 10 or 20%. So that's why you got to keep getting better. And so I think purposely focused uh, and more direct on, uh, yeah, on what I'm doing is, is definitely going to help out with that. So Yeah, we have a power principle that we use with a lot of our clients. Mm -hmm. And it's basically if every day you can improve by one-tenth of one percent, mm -hmm. by the end of an entire year, you will have made a 22% improvement. Okay, okay. And so it's, it's that compounding effect, right? It's, right, right. It, just like interest. Right. And I, and I would expect you with, with your coaching and your business coaching that you definitely would, would know that. So that's good. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I imagine you help people with that too. Yep, so that's yep. good. Yep. Because, um, you know, small changes mm -hmm. over time right. add up into big changes they do. through compounding. They do. And it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. All right. So it's uh, commercial time. Okay. So are there any particular programs you'd like to make people aware of from CMG that are currently available? You know, that's, that's a loaded question because <laughs> um, usually with the commercial, uh, you're, you're identifying one piece. Um, but we have renovation loans, we have construction loans. So if somebody, renovation loans are nice because if somebody finds a house uh, that needs a little bit of TLC, and also in this market where other folks aren't looking at those houses that need some TLC, so in other words, you get the buyers get rid of their competition. Um, they're great programs. Uh, when I was a realtor, I wish I paid attention more to them, but my mindset, and I share this because a lot of folks think, think that they're tough to do. They're not. Um, it's just, uh, again, myself and the buyer talking and the realtor talking up front and making sure that we all understand the program. Um, so the renovation loans, construction loans, um, the home funded programs, uh, first time buyers, down payment assistance programs. Again, the biggest biggest plus is um, 
the buyers who are renting, looking to buy, don't think they can buy, uh, let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And there's no, I'm not going to tackle anybody at the knees and say you got you got to sign. It's just let's get together and and see what's what your interest is and and where you want to go. So um, met a gentleman uh, last week. He's about a year out. He's got his head on his shoulders and he's all on board and he knows what he needs to do. And you know, it's a huge buying a house is a huge financial responsibility that you should map out. So even people that think that they have great credit, let's just pull credit because sometimes there's stuff on there that isn't yours, you know, and so forth. And we can clean that up now instead of waiting when you find that perfect drain home. So, so to answer your question, we got a lot of a lot of things in the hopper for a commercial. Yeah. So, well, let's talk a little bit more about that renovation loan because okay. I think you, you described it last week to me as you know you not only help people get the loan for their home, mm-hmm. but in many cases, if it needs some level of renovation, you're looking at possibly also lending them the money to do right, that. Right, right. And so the advantage there is, you know, they can look at a home mm-hmm. and say, oh, it does need some work, but let me talk to my right. mortgage broker right. and find out if they're willing to help us with that loan too right. and put it all together in a nice package so that we find the home we want. Yeah, it needs a little work, mm-hmm. but we can take care of it. Right, right. And there are, there are a couple different renovation loans out there. Uh, one that everybody thinks of is the 203K where you're limited to about $35,000. The rate is typically half to three quarters point higher. I have a different renovation loan where if you wanted to do pretty much the sky's limit, of course, once you start getting up around 300,000, 250, we have to start making sure the numbers work out. Because yep. again, if things go south, the lender holds that, that house. But um, Right now, I got a gentleman looking at sixty thousand dollars on a property. Um, looks like he might get it for one hundred and ten. Uh, the market analysis after it's repaired is about one ninety. Oh, that sounds like a win for him. Yeah, he's already coming away with equity. And whenever I have done <coughs> renovation loans, I'd say majority of them. I can think of one time this did not work out, but um, when we crunched the numbers, but majority of them they walk away with equity after it's done. What's also nice about that is that. Um, you know, you buy a house that needs a little bit of TLC and you can do a room on the weekend and here and there um, with a renovation loan that takes care of it. So you're in and out. You get the house repaired when you when you move in. Um, you don't have to worry about, okay, what are we doing this weekend? You know, we're not hanging out with family or friends. They're working on the house. They take that all away, make it what you want. And then when you move in, you have the house that you want. Again, you're taking away all that competition that's looking at all these houses that are pretty much turnkey, maybe dated a little bit, but then you're gonna go look at this, you know, this house that's what I call has deferred maintenance, and you go look at it, you just took away um, your competition because nobody else wants to put in the time to do a renovation. But it's that whole risk to value. So. Yeah, you know, and I don't think the public understands that those right. types of options are available. Because mm-hmm. I, my wife and I, we moved around the country for my job okay. many, many times in corporate, you know, had a corporate program going on. Mm-hmm. But had I known that we could also not only borrow the money to buy the house, but in some cases, if we liked the house a lot and it needed some work, we could have borrowed some money to do the work and right. get it done. Right. And right. that would have opened up our choices a lot more. Right. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all. It's uh, there's not multiple closings. It's all at once. So in this example, the gentleman buys it at uh, one ten. Um, 
we throw on the $60,000 uh, renovation and we give him the mortgage for you know, $170,000. And so he's approved for 170, so he knows what his end payment is. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't have two mortgages. Uh, the rate on this is the same as if he was buying a traditional house or, or a house with traditional mortgage. So that's, you're not getting ding like that other renovation loan um, on the interest rate. So life is good. Uh, it's, it's a great program. That's a nice program, so, yeah, Spencer. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time today to share with my listeners a little bit more about the mortgage market and a little bit more about what you've been doing. Are there any last closing comments you'd like to make? I I appreciate the time. Uh, It's, yeah, it's it's amazing. I know you, but it's a little, little, I mean, (laughs) not nerve-wracking, but intimidating. But um, uh, no, I appreciate the time. And like I said, I I know you, I I know folks that have used you and uh, everybody's always talked highly about you and your productivity and I know um, I would definitely use John Shannon and Focal Point Business anytime so definitely you do a great job. Thanks for that Spencer I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you are interested in being on a future podcast or want to learn more about the prospect of business coaching you can find me at www.johnshannon.focalpointcoaching.com or on Facebook by typing in at Focal Point MN into the search bar. Focal Point Business Coaching, helping business owners achieve their dreams sooner than they expect.